0: So last time, Hedwig and the Red Man made their way through the Underdark to rescue their new kobold friend Mavra from the clutches of her own clan. On their way, they came across some hostile Durgar and were able to handily defeat them. When they the, found the gathering of the kobolds, they realized that some sort of ritual was about to take place and that Mavra was intended as the sacrifice. The Red Man teleported onto the altar, took Mavra and with a tada thunder stepped away killing a bunch of the kobolds in the process. Meanwhile, Ahoy, CD8, and Umbra followed the traces of the mysterious woman through the Underdark. They successfully snuck past a stranger who would have been a offer, who would have offered his assistance, but Ahoy's mind was locked onto finding the woman, who was part of the same organization of slavers that Jinx was a part of. They found her cave, where Ahoy read parts of her journal in which she expressed shock about the true nature of the organization and entertained the option of leaving it behind. With the help of CD-8's webbing and some rope, they were able to restrain her, but suddenly a Mind appeared and killed the helpless woman and ate her brain. CD-8 was sent to get the others as Ahoy and Umbra damaged the Mind enough that it was fed up and teleported away using a Plane Shift spell. (laughs) in that same cave and ahoy you are there with umbra and there are three chest- wooden chests what do you do i mean open them for sure mm-hmm. uh, I- i'm just gonna, nope, I'm for gonna, every- gonna ask umbra to open them for me <laughs> <laughs> okay um I-, I will just say for all of you you would have to go to sleep soon or at least rest because it was evening when you entered the underdark, and it's been a few hours already. Yeah. So if, if you don't take a long rest soon, you might gain a level of exhaustion. So don't take too long. I but mean,
1: C8 uh, is rushing as fast as he can to go get them. Yes, exactly. Right? So, so that's fine.
0: Okay. So you ask Umbra to open the chests? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Umbra actually seems quite agitated. She says, "Oh no, there's a mind flayer here. We 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 can't stay here. We need to leave." We can do that. Just let's open these chests first. Mm, I don't know. Can you roll a persuasion check for me? Twenty. Oh wow. Uh, okay, she stays. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, that obviously ha- happens after she is not stunned anymore. She was after after the fight but that's okay okay so she is trying to open the chests in the meantime you can roll if you want to look at Harel and kind of see what's on her person you can do that if you want with an investigation check
2: huh, uh seven <laughs> <laughs> okay this should be incredibly gory Her brain was just removed from her skull in a vicious, (laughs) vicious
1: way. Oh, so it's physically removed. It's not like spiritually like... No, he ate
2: her brain right out of her skull. It's gruesome.
0: Yeah. It is a very literal uh, brain eating that occurred. Oh, okay. Um, Wow, that changes the image (laughs) in my head completely. (laughs) I was wondering why you were so cool throughout. Yeah, you,
3: you really did not react very much last time. I'm just like, you
1: know...
0: Okay, I guess this is <laughs> happening and the other two are like oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, with a seven investigation check, you find a cow- uh, coin pouch with 50 gold pieces and a potion of healing. Yay. Okay. And then you go over to uh to Umbra, who takes a while because she tells you there are mechanisms here that make it difficult to open them. I I fa- I found because she did a very good investigation check. Um, So I need to be careful, uh, because who knows what happens when we open them. And so she is now rolling a sleight-of-hand check for the first one, and she does incredibly well, Wrote an 18 on the dice, and has a plus 12 to sleight-of-hand, because that is her specialty, because she is a rogue, and she can do shit like that. She's very good at um investigating and and stealthing and using sleight of hand rolls which includes you know lock picking and stealing and all of these things so she has uh she's quite quite good at this and there are two um chests standing right next to each other and one of them is slightly removed which one, I'm go- just going to call them the chests 1 2 and 3 which one would you like her to open first Two, why not okay she opens the chest and when she opens up the lid there is a single eye carved into to its inside and uh, there is something when the chest opens the eye opens as well and looks at you you can if you want try to snatch the things out of the chest and close the close it if you if you want to do that
1: no, that's just trippy. Can I just burn these chests now? I'm like, I'm freaked out.
0: <laughs> I mean, do you want to do you want to look at what's inside?
1: Oh, yeah, can I see what's inside or like is that yeah. okay? Okay. Let there me are, see. What's there,
0: are, there are two uh, pieces of like rolls of parchment in there. Um, can I shoot the eye with my arrow? Sure. Make an attack roll. Cool. I mean, we can just say you hit it because maybe yeah, it takes like you right you, next you takes, <laughs> yeah. but Eventually, you're gonna hit it. I, I, um, I rolled a twenty, by the way. Okay, nice. Uh, so yeah, the the eye closes again, or right. rather, it doesn't close. So when you hit, when the arrow hits the eye, it had become kind of a real eye that was looking at you, and now it just turns back into into basically the same material as the lid. So there was a spell on it, and now it is broken because the the uh, eye took damage. All right.
1: So then, I guess try to qu- well. Can I ask Umbra to <laughs> reach in since she has good sleight of hand to so reach sure. in and grab the parchments?
0: Yeah, she, she can just do it. There is no other thing in there. Okay. So yeah, there are two pieces of parchment. Both of them are uh, are open. So you, they are not sealed or they, they are not sealed in the way that it kind of, you know, tells you if someone's looked at it. I see. Do you want to take a look at yeah, Of course, I'm <laughs>
1: just gonna say, actually no, hold on. Let me, before I do that, I'll put the parchments in my back pocket and then okay, open cool. the other ones, I guess.
0: Okay, so the do you want to do chest one or chest three first?
1: Let's do, to, let's do chest one since we're already there.
0: Okay, sleight of hand. 15 plus 12, 27, yes. <laughs> uh, there is also a uh, an eye carved into the inside of the lid. The same thing happens, but there's nothing inside the chest.
1: Nothing inside the chest? Nope. Uh, I mean, I'll still
0: shoot the thing. <laughs> just okay. Thinking. And it disappears. And I just kind of like, just look into it, there's nothing at all? There's nothing in there. Cool. Okay. Chest number three. Yes, also, she is rolling really incredibly well. She had a 15, a 17, and an 18. It's incredible. So she Umbra is able to unlock the chest, but right as she does that, eight metal bowls appear. Two each on all four sides of the chests. You now have to either roll an investigation shake, that is very high, or try to put, press them back into the chest in the correct sequence.
2: How many of them are there? 8.
0: <laughs> so it's very difficult. Oh, but you man. can roll a you can roll a um I'm going to say that this one you will have to do, but Umbra gives you the help action so you have advantage on it on the roll. Yes. So you can oh, roll twice. Right.
1: Let's give it a shot. Well, if I fail the investigation check, can I not also try to push them into some random sequence? Sure. Can I um, request
3: that you guys roleplay that interaction?
1: What does that mean? Uh, sure. Well that so we... just
3: instead of saying like, oh Umbra will help you, just, you know when the bolts pop out, what do Umbra and Ahoy do say to each other?
0: I
1: see.
3: Okay. Yeah, I think
0: that... I think they're just like, okay, Umbra is like, okay, so I've seen this kind of contraption before we have to push, push them back in the into the in the right sequence. I cannot really find any hint as to what the right sequence is, but maybe you can take a closer look.
1: What if we try to push them all in at the same time?
0: Yeah, we can try that. So you just want to do that before like and not do the investigation. No, check?
1: no, let's try an
0: investigation
1: check. I'm just
2: okay. thinking out loud <laughs> here.
0: No, oh, yeah, no
1: idea good. is a bad idea. So
2: you had okay. eight if only you had somebody with eight arms that's what we're
0: doing we're waiting for cd8 (laughs) i mean you can definitely wait oh yeah for sure if i don't if i I wait a few
1: hours
0: (laughs) is it that long is it that far i mean you walked into opposite directions for a little while but you were not running and cd8 is running
2: and he's pretty fast. So. And he's—I
0: think he even has like a pretty high, like a higher speed than all of you. I think he has a speed of forty feet, mm-hmm. so he's slightly, slightly um, faster. And actually, Alex, can you roll a D twenty for me? Six. Okay. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So actually, that's a, that's a, that's a very good. Um, opportunity to cut back to wait hold on i haven't
1: run my investigation check first so you don't want to wait no i'm gonna do the investigation check if i fail then i'm gonna wait that's the whole idea
0: okay sure as you said if i I pass
1: the investigation check i don't have to do this silly pushing in the bolts right
0: yeah cool yay um that is uh 21 Mm -hmm. and the other one the second one Oi, 15 you uh, you're not successful fuck with a
1: 21 damn all right
0: yeah the dc is 25 unfortunately Oof. for freaking bolts okay all right cool yeah. to figure out how how to <laughs> like you know if if a master thief like umbra can't figure out any clue where you could how you could uh find out the sequence without just trying it randomly you know
1: fair enough fair enough is this like one of those um, puzzles things that if I just light it on fire and it like destroys whatever's inside?
0: Uh, maybe. Or like you burnt. Can find you you might might find out later.
1: <laughs> Brute force. <laughs> oh, well, we'll wait for the red man to light it on fire if we need yeah. to.
0: The solution is violence. <laughs> to this puzzle, <laughs> we go to our friends, the red man and Hedwig, and you have you have carried Mavra who is now unconscious. Yeah, so you've run away from the, uh, or not, you have sauntered away maybe from, from the uh, kobolds. And uh, yeah, what do you do? Keep on
2: walking. Keep looking behind our shoulders. Maybe we should walk faster, but you know, I want to look cool. Yeah,
3: we would try to find Ahoy anyway. So we would be heading back, I think, to where we departed speed walking
0: okay halfway through Mavra kind of comes to and she said what
3: what what what, what happened you got kidnapped by your family and we unkidnapped you
0: that they kidnapped me that that's that doesn't come as a surprise to me honestly that's why i left but thank you so much i mean
3: we promised that we'd keep you safe and we'd bring you topside so we wanted to keep our promise
2: any idea who they were gonna sacrifice you to? I think it's probably Tiamat. Good 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 cult, Tiamat cult. Yeah, yeah. Very good. consistent. <laughs> oh my God. Well no, I mean in organization wise, you know, very consistent in their message, you know, very very thorough. <laughs> yeah, they really are. It's a, well, it's a well-run cult, I've gotta say. A... <laughs>
0: nice. Yeah. And for, for for anyone who doesn't know, Tiamat is a five-headed dragon goddess. Who's, who's a very evil deity. So, yeah, that's not good news. And speaking of not so good news, Mavra, in just in the midst of conversation, collapses again, and she kind of starts twitching. Like, her body has, like, kind of convulsions. So we so, need to do
2: medicine checks yeah, and I arcana can make it checks. Yes. Medicine check, yeah.
3: And I'll do so arcana. Both.
0: 26. Damn.
3: I got 10 plus 7. 17.
0: Okay, Hedwig, you can you can definitely realize that her body is transforming.
3: Oh, have mercy.
0: In some way. And Redman, you can tell with your incredible 26 that the ritual wasn't obviously the ritual didn't happen. But for some reason there was already a process a process had already started that is now even though even though the last puzzle piece wasn't there something was still kind of had already been started. And so now it is, uh, you know, transforming Mavra.
2: And so I'm assuming it's some sort of transmutation magic. Yes. All right. And can, uh, from my check, can I try to figure out uh, what kind of, I I am quite proficient with uh, demon summoning magic. So I wonder if this is some form of demonic transformation. Or is this some sort of transmission to make her a more powerful dragon-like creature?
0: I would say with that 26, it's so that's such a good check that you know that it's the latter. That they try to transform Mavra into a more powerful being. But maybe not the kind of being that they had intended her to become because the ritual wasn't finished. So yeah, this is, this is not to summon a demon or anything, but to transform Mavra into something else.
2: Any idea if she'll still be herself after this? Or do you think we can cancel it somehow?
3: I mean, th- yeah, this does seem pretty high level, but I do have I have lesser restoration. I don't know. Oh, I have cure wounds. I don't know if I should. I those, don't know. Those those spells wouldn't help. Yeah, it's,
0: okay. it's, the spell is way too powerful.
3: I figured, because lesser restoration is only level two. Uh,
2: how quick is this transformation coming on? Does it look like she's going to transform within moments? Is this look like it's going to be a gradual thing over hours?
0: It's go- it's happening very quickly in front of your eyes.
2: All right, I put her on the ground and I cast Oteluk's uh, resilient uh, resilient sphere around her. It's that thing I used on Jinx. It creates an impenetrable shield around her. We can't hurt her. She can't hurt us. And since she is currently um, immobilized, she can't. She doesn't get a save throw against it. Smart,
0: very smart. Okay, in front of your eyes. A Mavra transfor- transforms from a cobalt into a dragonborn. Wow. Okay. Yeah, you can tell that she is transforming into a copper dragonborn. Copper? Yeah, that's strange because copper copper
2: is one of the metallic dragons, not the chromatic dragons. Copper dragons are the
0: realm of Bahamut. Indeed. Oh. Because
3: we didn't let them finish.
0: Mm-hmm. Ha, ha, ha. please both of you uh, roll a religion check
2: religion okay i've
0: got plus five and uh, 18 okay 23 damn i
3: crit oh nice <laughs> oh, wow. hey, there we go
0: there that, you that's go that's something
3: Hedwig can do
0: okay you both realize that you are witness to some form of divine intervention right here
3: oh that's great
0: which is why she is now encased in kind of a white light this transformation would usually be very painful but it doesn't seem to be that way yeah ev- eventually though, the light just dies out a little bit and Mavra is in front of you this copper dragonborn she is shocked she's what 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 is that and she looks at her and she for her obviously she's a cobalt she's only a few feet tall she yeah. used to be only a few feet tall now she is like six foot tall um and she's still you know,
2: encased in the sphere just so you know
0: yeah yeah absolutely absolutely she like bangs her head on the on the ceiling is like this has never happened to me in my entire life that i've banged my head against the ceiling um what is happening and looks at herself you see her eyes glaze over a little bit, mm-hmm. after which she kind of breaks down, and yeah, she it t- it takes a few minutes for her to calm down, and then
3: I would probably tell the red man to like let her out. I don't I don't think she's a threat. Okay. But we're sorry we didn't get to you in time. We're sorry we let them take you.
0: Okay. Do, so so the uh the spell is dispelled.
2: Yeah, no, I wave my hand around. It only lasts for a minute anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, So it'll be 10 rounds of combat, quite useful for them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Out of combat, very really useful for certain situations. Uh, so I wave my hand and the uh, sphere disappears, leaving her the thing. So, like, did her clothes transform with her? Did she
3: Yeah, the, do get, I need to give what her What type something? of
2: dragonborn is she now? Is she? She
0: wasn't wearing... Don't
2: worry, I start burrowing into my backpack and I pull out my rabbit coat.
3: <laughs> oh, no. ah, nice. aka
1: oh. the coat of friendship <laughs> um i love that so much thank you
2: <laughs> <laughs> and i i drape it around her shoulders and give uh hedwig a big smile
3: at least the muck <laughs> has cleaned off the darn thing
0: yes the stitching isn't perfect you can definitely tell that it used to be rabbits you know there, maybe maybe it's not maybe there's like an ear poking out somewhere. I don't know. Hey, every but,
1: imperfection um, is perfect.
0: Adds more character to the design. Absolutely, and um, yeah, Mavra actually seems to be quite thankful. I I don't I don't entirely know what has just happened, but I I, I seem to just have had some sort of of vision. I I, 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 I saw. I I saw I, I don't know what I saw but just this voice telling me that everything is is going to be fine that I my path had been chosen for me into a, some sort of direction and now because and and now I am on a different path thanks to you so I will I will you I will be forever in your debt Friends don't hold debts <laughs>
3: Um, I would say Hedwig also like is tearing up a little bit happy that Mevra is not absolutely devastated by what just happened to her.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she, she definitely, it's like, it's basically like she went through puberty in five minutes, so she needs to get used to her new body.
3: (laughs) Yeah, she's just going to bang around on everything.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think I think I can I can carry my own weight right now, at least, in uh, in terms of walking. <laughs> Obviously, I cannot ask you to carry me, in this for is in this new form. But I think I think if you give me a few minutes, I can I can walk with you.
3: Sure. Yeah, you'll be even faster than me.
0: You make your way towards the place where you left Ahoy, and at some point, you hear. The distinct sound of something moving very quickly towards you
3: can I tell that it's a large spider or is it a large spider?
0: <laughs> you don't know if that maybe this is just a giant fake out would would it
3: would the, if it if it's c d eight would we recognize the sound or or not yet
0: make a perception check uh two plus five
2: seven.
3: 20, not natural.
0: Redman, there is something coming towards you.
3: Ah, I jump
0: in front of Mavra and draw my weapon. <laughs> and uh, Hedwig, you can tell that it's C D8.
3: I stick out my hand in front of the Red Man and I say, It's a friend, C D 8s coming. Mm-hmm.
0: Also, you you can both see that Mavra out of instinct tried to hide behind a rock, but she doesn't <laughs> fit behind it anymore because she has grown so much.
3: That's adorable.
0: But yeah, CD8 comes hurrying along and sees you and stops. And it's kind of like this this like cartoon thing of like somebody's running very quickly, tries to stop and just has to stop their own momentum with their feet and just mm-hmm. try to imagine that with eight feet. That's what happens. <laughs> CD8, buddy! I'll run over and give him a big hug. Where's Ahoy? Please both make an insight check for me. With advantage because you know CD8 quite well at this point. Ooh, natural 20. Okay. Love. <laughs> 2, 22.
3: I'm still gonna make mine. Mm hmm. Uh, 20, not natural.
0: So, CD8 seems incredibly agitated. Mm hmm. Uh, he bites the rope of the red man and tries to pull you towards the direction he came from. Okay. And he obviously. Did the boy fall you. down a well? <laughs> from the panic in all of CD8's eyes, you can, all of his many, many eyes, you can tell that something mu- much worse has happened. And you should hurry. Yes, nice. take off. And you all bolt towards uh, the direction uh, where Ahoy is. And Ahoy, so you are still waiting for CD8 and the others to return. Umbra is there with you. Please make a perception check. 16. You hear too late sounds from both entrances of the cave. Oh, crap. <laughs> Oh yeah actually before before that happens, sorry this is this is kind of a teasing something and then uh if you want, I can read you some things from her uh, from the woman's diary if you're interested
1: yes, please i'm I'm reading this whole thing while I'm waiting
0: You skim through the pages uh, obviously more towards the uh the latter like the the latest pages. Uh, you learn that the woman's name has was herel. there is an entry that stated about a month ago that immediately jumps out at, uh, at you and it reads, we had a very prominent visit today. Larry came to the lab to tell me that the family was very happy with my latest reports and that my work in Waterdeep was finished, that Zolon's life work was a success. And it is true, the project finally had the results we had hoped for, but we weren't done yet. I tried to explain to Larry that in order to make sure the technology was secure, we'd need at least a few more tests. But he disagreed and tried to assuage my concern with the promise of 50,000 gold pieces. First, though, I need to go to Neverwinter to meet up with a, with another trusted member of the organization and finalize a deal that, according to Larry, has been years in the making.
1: Ahoy reads that and he's, he's, he's in shock. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then he kind of furiously kind of flips to the other is looking for something interesting and he can't help but sit down at the nearest rock he can't he can no longer stand
0: so there's an entry from a few days after that cleared out my lab and took my personal stuff with me i overheard a discussion between larry and azda about the experiments and what the d- technology would be used for i couldn't make out much but what i heard frightens me too much to write it down and then a few days after that a brief note Haven't seen Asda since his argument with Larry. Could be nothing, but the possibilities send a shiver down my spine. An entry from about a week ago. On my way to Neverwinter now. Everything's a bit shady. Still don't know who we're going to negotiate with. An entry four days ago. Met Jinx today. Says he's an old friend of the family. Uneasy around him. Must be careful especially since they're still cagey about the negotiations. And then there's an entry from yesterday. Just two words and three exclamation points. Mind flares. Mm. I'm just processing all of that. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, What about on the parchment papers? What's on those? Great question. (laughs) I'm so happy you (laughs) asked. Okay, the first one. That you look at is a declaration of truce bec- between the Jabari and the Ilithid, signed and sealed by Jabari Oko, with the sigil of an upside-down red eagle on a white background.
1: Wait, you said they weren't sealed? Or sealed as in, like, stamps? Yeah, there's yeah. basically like a, yeah, yeah.
0: This, like a validation thing. The second one is an offer of cooperation, basically a contract for... Exchange of humanoids from the Sword Coast, so the area where you are in right now, provided by the Jabari in exchange for beasts from other planes of existence provided by the Illithid. And there there is kind of a list for different quote-unquote exchange rates for different beasts. And it specifically says that those beasts must be mentally subdued by the Mind Flayers for the terms of this, of the contract to be fulfilled.
2: The Illithids obviously refers to the Mind Flayers, but who are the Jabari? Is this something that's come up before, or is this new words that we don't know yet?
0: It's ha- this has not come up yet.
2: Okay, so we're about to learn something about some someone called the Jabari. Interesting. And they're trading
1: humans for people for exchange for monsters.
0: Not just and not just humans, but like
1: elves and uh, humanoids. You said humanoids, yeah, not humans. Doesn't sound great. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Okay. Wow. Uh. Great. This is this is great. So the mind flares are apparently key for subduing the beasts, for the tr- for this exchanges, right?
0: Uh, not for beasts necessarily, but for the beasts that they would be providing the beasts that come from other planes of existence, because the mind flares can basically, as you've seen before, at the end of the fight, they can just teleport away. They go through different planes of existence.
1: Oh, is that what they do? I don't know what they by planes of existence is like some so like dimensions and stuff, or yeah, something like that. Exactly. Okay. Not like playing at like space within this world, basically.
0: Like the world that you're inhabiting is its own pl- plane, of ex- plane of existence, and then Got there it. are different ones. Yeah.
1: Got it. So we're they're doing interdimensional slave trade.
0: Yeah, basically. <laughs> Essentially, great,
1: <Yes>. <laughs> great, <laughs> using mind but But how? how Would I know? I mean, I don't know. I I don't think I would know this. But the method of using mind flares is that like a tool that is usable. Like if that makes sense. Like how do you control mind flares? Is that the name? To like actually do stuff, do your bidding. Uh,
0: No, it's not about controlling them. It is. This is basically just a uh, an economic contract. They agree to cooperate. Uh, and the mind flayers subdue the beasts so got it. Th- because they have specific uh, psychic abilities that are uh, that help with uh, basically they're basically interdimensional slavers got it and they bend people and beasts to their will and eat brains yes that's that is what they eat <laughs> great and using psychic abilities on people helps with that because you can just subdue them yeah Oh,
1: is, it, is that what they eat for
0: sustenance? Yes. Oh, cool! It's not just a snack. It's not. It's got not. It. It's not like a. It, I don't know why I said cool, but <laughs>
1: God, I thought it would just like you know like a treat or something. But no, this is what they yeah. need to eat. Need for survival.
0: <laughs> no, they they need to eat that. Yeah.
1: Do they eat only like? Do they eat humanoid brains or all kinds of brains?
0: I think they mostly eat humanoid brains. Yeah.
1: Got it. So, hence, this is why they want the humanoids. Got it. Probably. Cool. All <laughs> right.
0: This is, this is a, a lot going on here. And that's not even all that is because you rolled a 16 perception check. Two more mind flayers, one in each entrance. And <laughs> one, one of them looks like just like the other one, you know, like this these like dark purpley. But the other one looks kind of pale uh, in comparison. They're both standing there, in in you know, blocking both entrances slash slash exits. Umbra says, "Shit! I told you we needed to leave," and she gets ready for a fight. What are the speed of these mind flares? Uh, Thirty feet. I
1: guess I got to fight. <laughs> 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 okay, please roll for initiative, Rashad. You're gonna kill me here, aren't you today? Possibly. Ten.
0: Okay, so the the pale mind flare goes first. It is going to roll two spell attacks, one on Umbra and one of you. The one on Umbra misses. The the one on you probably also misses. It's a seventeen against hits. AC. It hits. Okay. Yeah. My AC is fourteen. Okay. Oh shit. Yeah. Because damn it. Yeah. True, <laughs> I forget. I'm I'm damn. dying. <laughs> <laughs> how much hit? How many hit points do you have? Oh, I I still have sixty. Oh, okay. You take uh, 21 force damage. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, next up, it's Umbra, who uh, tries to sneak. She, oh my God. <laughs> She's running to, I just rolled a 19, and she has like a plus 12 to stealth. So she, <laughs> she just disappears, and you don't see her again until you see uh, her two blades stuck in the neck of the purple illithid. and she does a lot of damage because she's a rogue she does 24 damage next up it is the purple one's action you've seen you've seen one of them previously but this one actually has a sword which it just unsheaths and tries to attack umbra who just tried to attack her he <laughs> rolls a critical failure and that's his turn. Next up, it's you. All right. So you have the purple Mind flare in one entrance of the cave fighting with Umbra, and you have the white uh, Mind flare that is on the other side with uh, and blocking the other entrance. It apparently can do magic. I mean, they both can, but it seems to be a more powerful spellcaster. Do rogues use a lot of magic?
1: No. Okay. Can I cast silence over the whole field?
0: roll an insight or arcana check six okay you cast the spell <laughs> okay great which doesn't do anything because they use telepathy to do ah. spells oh
1: great yeah <laughs> cool. so you,
0: unfortunately you just wasted that spell slots but now it's very it's very silent uh, so that's it's nice very very peaceful and calm yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i run up on top of the ceiling of course yes
0: <laughs> adam can you please roll a d4 for me two rounds that's exactly what's happening alex the white Mind Flayer tries to attack you both times with those bolts again. The first one definitely misses. Second one also misses. Your one Ooh. lucky elf, Umbra, trying to hide again. Does it again. It's incredible. But unfortunately, her first attack does not hit, but her second does. And so she only does seven damage. Uh, next up is the purple Mind Flayer who uses its sword again that does hit. So Umbra takes, you can see this, this sword is kind of a, it's like an entirely black sword. And the cut that it does to Umbra doesn't seem so bad, but there is some sort of Eldritch energy that, that kind of seems to be attacking Umbra on some sort of existential level. So she takes four slashing damage and seven psychic damage. And then it is your turn again. I'm
1: going to attack the purple one as well. Okay. Okay. Not much I can do. I'm just going to shoot my arrow at the purple one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 23, first one. Yes. For the damage rolls, do I add anything to the roll? Yes, your dexterity modifier. Um, eight, then, mm-hmm. damage. And then the second roll,
0: 21. That's seven damage. Uh, this thing is bloodied, which means you have now subtracted more than half of its hit, hit points. Yeah. Uh, Hedwig and the Red Men, you've been running together with Mavra and and CD8 towards some cave. A very silent cave. It's a very silent cave. You can hear nothing. Yeah. So you don't try to run even faster. But.
3: Or, or would we run faster because silence is also yeah. super bad?
0: no i think i think you're just running you can't run faster i mean you can i can't run. yeah i can't run right. faster
3: they're they're <laughs> slowing down for me so
2: silence is a concentration spell has Ahoy taken any damage since he cast it no okay so it is a spell that you can drop at any time should you choose but if you take damage you'll have to make a concentration check to try and keep it active
1: and i don't the thing the question is i wouldn't as Ahoy, I wouldn't know that silence is not working at this point
0: I think, yeah, you do, yeah, you do. Now, now that oh. you've, you've tried, you, so you've cast silence, and you saw that the white uh, mind flare was able to still cast spells, so I, you can just drop it if you want. Oh
1: okay. then I dropped
0: it. <laughs> okay, cool. So the four of you make your way to the cave, and you can suddenly see the back of this humanoid with a tentacle face shooting some spells at uh, your friend Ahoy. Oh no, oh, 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 oh. we don't like that. <laughs> you, you can see you can see Umbra in the distance fighting with another one that's purple. And please roll for initiative. Uh, I got three plus three six.
3: I got six plus one seven. Oh, so fast. CD eight. It gets uh, an eleven. Oh wait, you do you add something
1: to the yeah your roll? dexterity modifier. Oops, I had never been doing that. Then you got a fourteen. <laughs>
0: Okay. Yeah, there's a thing on your character sheet that says initiative. I think that. Should oh, I see. It says equal, plus three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah equal to your dexterity modifier. Yeah. Uh, Mavra rolled a seventeen. Does anyone have a spare weapon? <laughs>
1: I mean, I do, but I'm on the ceiling.
0: Yeah.
3: I have a light crossbow.
0: Does anyone have a have a melee weapon, <laughs> perchance?
3: I could give her my warhammer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry. I
2: cast through my sword, so I can't give her mine. Do you want to give her your Warhammer?
3: If she's weaponless and would like my Warhammer, she can have it.
0: Oh, I have a dagger. It's better than nothing. <laughs> After this one, I will, I will need some sort of weapon from you if you want me to help. Otherwise, there's nothing I can do. And you can tell that she already has a grasp on her new form because she does the Dragonborn ability of Breath Weapon. Uh, the white mind flare has to do a dexterity saving throw and definitely fails. Six acid damage. Acid. Yes, yep. that's, that's what a copper dragon does. Interesting. Next up, it is the the white mind flare, who's who just got hit by some acid <laughs> from its back. So that's not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, sees all four of you. How are you arranged? I I assume just like clustered in a group.
2: We move at different speeds, so I don't think we're
0: aligned.
3: Yeah, exactly. I would probably be kind of last, just I'm the slowest.
0: CD8 is first, then the red man, then Mavra, then uh, then Hedwig. I'm
1: picturing like a superhero movie where CD8's like at the front, just like teeth drawn, just like ready to attack, like the red man's like flaring flipping right behind him. And then, like, Hedwig is in the back kind of gasping for air as she's been yeah, running as as she possibly could. Basically. Yeah. It like
0: Gimli at the beginning of Two Towers. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. That is exactly keep what Keep running, Hedwig. Doing. That's sticky. But she's trying to hide that she's out of breath. She's out yeah. of breath, but she's, like, trying to look like she's fine.
0: <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> Please, everyone, roll an intelligence saving throw. Oh, I have uh, proficiency in this. Ooh,
1: twenty eight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Intelligence saving throw for CD <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, <that's>
0: eight. Yeah. Eight. <laughs> okay.
3: Sixteen.
0: Oh wow! You just make it. Oh. Okay. Interesting. You don't take half damage even. So that's great. But CD eight and uh, oh my god! Oh no! Oh no! This is bad for Mavra. She is a level two character. Oh no! <laughs> Does that kill her? No, that doesn't kill her. She does go unconscious. So so CD8 and uh, Mavra both take 17 psychic damage. CD8 is stunned for one minute and can make, remake the uh, intelligence saving throw at the end of each of his turns. And Mavra just drops to the ground. Oh, God. <laughs> because she has 12 hit points, so that's not good. Ahoy, you can, or Rashad, you can re-roll the intelligence saving throw for CD8 because it's now his turn, and that's all he can do during his turn.
1: So I have to pass. Until I pass, I can't continue, right? For CD8, yes. Yeah, all right, because I have a negative one
0: for intelligence
1: for CD8. So you have to roll
0: at least a 17 on the dice. (laughs) Oh, 18! Hey! Nice! (laughs) Okay, so um, uh, CD8 comes too, but that's the end of his turn. Uh, next up, it is Umbra, who, you know, rogues, they do one thing really well, and that's all they do. She tries to hide and then tries to attack the, the purple Mind flare. She does... Uh, ooh, that's not a good roll. That is 10 damage to uh, the purple Mind flare. Who does not look good. I mean, he's a purple tentacle monster. Obviously, he doesn't look good, but he also is uh, on Death's Door. Next up, it is... But The aforementioned mind flare, who just like slashes with its blade and hits Umbra. Okay, she's definitely bloodied. The purple mind flare and Umbra still have their one one v one. Ahoy, the uh, white mind flare for the time being has stopped paying any attention to you because there have been four new arrivals, and now it's your turn.
1: I'm gonna shoot and try to kill this purple mind flare. Uh, Twenty one. Yes. Cool. Ten damage. Is that kill it? No, not yet.
0: Okay, but uh, you don't need much more.
1: Yeah, so another twenty-one. Yes,
0: another ten <laughs> damage, <laughs> and it falls dead to the to the ground with some arrows inside its its brain. For a, so then can I run up,
1: grab my arrows back, and can I give Umbra the potion of healing?
0: Yeah, you you can do that. Yes. You you can basically walk down from the ceiling, take... Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, drinking a potion of healing requires an action, but she can do that on her turn.
1: Oh, okay. I'll give it to her. And then she can use it if she so chooses not to die
0: in the next turn. (laughs) Well, it sounds like a good choice to me. (laughs) Uh, Next up, it's Hedwig's turn.
3: Okay, and so there's just now the white Mind Flayer. How is that one looking?
0: Pretty good i don't think it's taken any damage
1: oh no my six, six damage, damage
3: yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay yeah that's not much
1: <laughs> but also was it mevra like dead or unconscious or? she's mevra unconscious, unconscious
0: she's... Yeah. what's that mean like what's that uh she has to roll what's called death saving throws which means you have to uh you have to get three successes so that you're stable or if you have three failures you're you're dead
1: and what if it's in the mix in between? Like, what if you have two failure and a success or something?
0: No, you just roll until you have three of one of them. I um, see. Okay. And so you just roll a straight up d20. And if it's if it's a one, that counts as two failures. Oh, if it's a two to nine, it's one failure. If it's a 10 to 19, it's a save. And if it's a 20, you're stable with one hit point. Oh, okay, cool.
3: How far away is the white mind flare from me?
0: I would say it is about forty-five feet away from you.
3: Then I might do a guiding bolt. Sixteen. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: just hits. Oh, thank goodness!
3: Um, so this is going to be four d6 radiant damage, and the next attack because he's all sparkly. Um, the next attack has advantage. So fifteen <laughs> radiant damage. I I look around me. How how does Ahoy look? How does Umbra look?
1: I'm almost bloodied.
3: Then in that case, uh, it's not much, but I'm going to cast Mass Healing Word. Do you have any damage, Redman? Man? Uh, I do. So we all get seven HP.
2: And that uh, saves
0: Mevra's life. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so she doesn't need to make any of her rolls. And then I guess I would say to Mevra, I'm like, Me- Mevra, get out of here.
0: All right, next up, it is the Redman's
2: turn. I'm going to use my bonus action to enter my blade song. Mm-hmm. So I dash super fast past everybody flying past the corpse of the purple one past umbra past ahoy past everyone zoom right up to the mind player's face and i leap at it with my blade would be really funny if you missed it would be hilarious let's see but i have advantage because he's all glowy so the first one is a 16 plus 6 so that'd be 22 or same again. Okay, so 20, so I hit, and that is a 4 plus 3, so 7 piercing damage with my blade. And then as I rip my blade out, I put my head into the wound, or put my finger into the wound, and flick it, casting Toll the Dead.
0: He has to make a wisdom saving throw. DC is 16. It rolls to 16, so that's 23, unfortunately. Oh, bummer. Yeah, well, bound to Um Okay, at the top of the round is Mavra, who is now uh, conscious again, thanks to Hedwig's healing spell, and does try to hide. She has a plus two dexterity, and she just rolled a five, so she does what she did previously, trying to hide behind her a rock that's way too small for her, kind of, again, like Tony Chopper in One Piece. Miserable at hiding in her, in her new body, but we all, we've all been through puberty. It can be a very confusing time. She's doing her best. <laughs> Next up, it's the it's the Mind Flayer who is okay. His superpower, Mind Blast, does not recharge this round, which is very good for you guys. Goodness. He is going to do a chilling grasp on the red man who is right in front of you. It's a melee spell attack. Uh, he fails. He rolled a two, and so he is going to shoot. No, he's actually trying to do this again. Because why not? That's a 22. Okay.
2: I wave my hand in front of my face, and shield pops up. It is
0: now 26. Okay, nice. (laughs) So he does not hit you uh, at all. That is... That was his turn, rather. Next up, it is CD8.
1: CD8's gonna uh, run up to the Mind Flare. Jump on top of the red man and then bite the mind flare right in the same wound. Nice. Uh, 17 hits. Yeah. Nine piercing damage. Um, And then it has to roll a constitution saving throw.
0: Oh, wow. It just flipped from a 17 to a three. So I guess it failed at saving throw. Yes, it does fail at saving throw. So
1: it takes eight poison damage. CD, it's angry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Next up, it's Umbra, who, um, after the heal, feels pretty good about herself. Um, thanks you for the potion, but she says, I think I'd rather attack this, uh, this person, or uh, this thing. Does she um, give it back? Yeah, she gives it back to you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, she definitely gives it back to you. By the skin of her teeth, succeeds on her hide action, and she hits also. Thirteen damage, and then the second attack also hits. This is this is getting to a to a point where uh, it's not gonna be so happy. It's not bloodied yet, but it's on its way there for sure. And uh, next up, it's Ahoy.
1: Yeah. All right. So we're doing it again. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> just speaking sh- of th- doing one thing uh, really well and doing it over and over again, it's the Ranger's turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but hold on we're gonna do a long rest after this probably right so i I mean i know but i won't tell you (laughs) you literally just teased us with a long rest first though No, i'll Uh, save one spell 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 slot didn't you say that we have to rest soon
0: you have to but that doesn't mean you'll be able to
1: Uh, okay fair enough fair enough well either way i rolled a 23 yeah that hits eight damage and then i rolled a 24 five damage next up it's
3: hedwig is there a place for me to cast shatter and not hit any of my comrades? Just because I know the red man's close to him.
0: The red man and CD eight are literally right next to it. Um, you're also in a cave. Yes. So that would probably hit uh, the ceiling, which might do some damage to the structural integrity of the cave. It's
3: true. It's a 10 foot radius.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. That's fine. Also you would hit Umbra. I forgot. Um, but yeah, you'd, you'd hit three people.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, so there, so that was the point—is there like anywhere I could put it that I would miss somebody?
2: No. Can you do guiding bolt again? That worked really well.
3: Yeah, yeah it, it did. I guess then guiding bolt.
0: Okay. The uh, uh, the mind flare has a reaction that's called negate spell, which can which it can do three times, so it negates that spell.
2: I'm going to stab it in the guts. I got. Uh, Nine plus six. Fifteen. It's on the button. Ooh, okay. He takes a total of... Eight plus three, ooh, Eleven stabbing damage. And then I'm going to rip my blade out and laugh in his face. I'm going to hit him with vicious mockery. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Wisdom plus seven. That is a sixteen. Okay, he gets on the button. Oh, okay.
2: But, you know, he still feels pretty
0: dissed. Next up, it is Mavra's turn, who <laughs> tries hiding again in a different spot. <laughs> she succeeds.
3: Nice. Uh, that's good. That's impressive.
0: <laughs> Next up, it is the uh, mind player's turn. Let's see. Does No, it still doesn't recharge. So it costs globe of invulnerability on itself yeah so an immobile faint shimmering barrier springs into existence in a 10 foot radius around you and remains for the duration I guess that means that it is, wait a second that means that it would be locked inside that thing with uh, three enemies, that's not smart that's not very smart okay, change of plans it already cast
1: it, you said it cast it so you gotta do it
3: (laughs) He's like, oh crap, I forgot how big this thing was.
0: He's <laughs> like, oh no. It's like, no, okay, okay that's is, that is, uh, that's on me. Instead, it's going to try to um, do Chilling Grasp again. Once against uh, CD8. Uh, does, it eight, does an 18 hit? Yeah. CD8 take, ooh, 19 cold damage. And he tries it again with Umbra. That hits as well. So that is 17 cold damage for Umbra, which is not good. Weirdly, the Mind Flare seems like it's not bloodied anymore.
3: Mm. Mm-hmm. Mother Chucker.
0: Mother Chucker, indeed. Uh, next up, it is CD8's turn.
1: Yeah, so CD8's like, he's bloodied. So he is going to try and hide. I have to disadvantage, yeah? Yes. Cool. First
0: one. <laughs> a critical fail. Okay. <laughs> I
1: don't have to roll again.
0: <laughs> CD eight um, uses his legs to cover his eyes, kind of like a child. <laughs> if it, if it, if I can't see it, it can't see me. Yeah, Maybe something like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up, it's Umbra's turn. Who tries to attack and fails. Umbra, what's up with that? And the second attack misses. Next up, it's Ahoy.
1: So Ahoy, after seeing CD8 bloodied, runs screaming at CD8, being like, CD8! He just kind of sprints as fast as he can and tries to get next to CD8. So he stands between CD8 and the the thing.
0: Okay, I would say because you're allies and like Beastmaster, you can definitely do that.
1: Cool. Thank you. Can you use a longbow from that short distance? No, no right?
0: Cool. No. You can, but you'd have disadvantage and I think you might get the stab you. Yeah. I'm gonna say if he's if Ahoy is literally in front <laughs> of the Mind flare, in logic terms, you can't shoot with a longbow at someone who is like 10 centimeters from you. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I know that that's how it works in game mechanics, but I feel like now, no can't work you can try to stab him with an arrow
1: oh that's fun i'm just using my i'm gonna use my quarter staff though i have that okay cool i rolled this 19 yeah that hits hit. um nine damage okay and then i'll use my i can use my second attack only on ranged weapons or you can also
0: just use it on melee
1: cool uh, i rolled what is that 21
0: yeah six damage Wow, you've you've seen how oh, I do something he's never done before <laughs> melee attack. <laughs> wow. With a quarter stuff he had hidden somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't his third leg. Yeah. <laughs> um, next up, it's Hedwig's turn.
3: I'll move within melee range, and that was a 17. Yeah, that hits. And I'll use my divine strike with that, so um, 12 damage.
0: There you go. Damn, it's not looking good everyone is just around this mindflare just like <laughs> stabbing and biting and like warhammering <laughs> or like protecting It's like no don't do it don't <laughs> leave my spider alone <laughs> yeah so what does Redman do? it's a party
2: it's a big old party it's a big old mess up in here uh, I'm going to uh, stab him again uh, 11 plus 6 17 yep he takes four damage. Mm. And then as I rip my sword out, I'm going to put my hand at the wound and shoot him with Firebolt. Ooh. 19 plus 8, 27.
0: Oh yeah, the 19 would have just hit. <laughs> All
2: right. All right, he takes 2d10 fire damage plus an additional one fire damage from the monstrosity. Okay. Uh, I got a 1 and a 7 I'm going to re-roll the 1 because of my Flames of Phlegatos feats mm-hmm. so which allows me to re-roll 1s when it comes to fire damage and it became a 5 so 5 and 7 is 12 plus 1 from the monstrosity that is 13 fire damage to the wound in its guts
0: oof, didn't like that Okay, next up is Mavra who is hidden <laughs> then it's the uh, Mindfares turn <laughs> whose mind blast does recharge so I need everyone but Umbra to make an intelligent saving throw okay 14 plus 9
2: 23
1: hmm so. 12 <laughs> um 6 and 1 oh <laughs> oh no no that's not good but can I not lay out right in front of CD8 so I take all the damage for both of us no
0: Oh, no. it, goes through, it, it is a mind blast. It's nothing uh, physical.
1: Oh, okay.
0: You take 19 uh, psychic damage, and you're all stunned for one minute. As of now, the Red Man and Umbra are fighting uh, the Mind Flame. Kill him. Oh, don't worry. Kill him dead. Next up, at CD8, who can try to reroll the, uh, the saving throw.
1: Do you become unconscious at 1 HP or 0 HP?
0: Zero. Okay, he's at 1. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> Um, And rolled an 8. Great. Yeah, that's still a fair. Still stunned. Next up is Umbra, who hits first attack with Sneak Attack and does oof 16 damage. That's so close to death, my friends. So close. The second attack also hits and does 5 damage. So ever closer, ever closer. You are stunned, so maybe you don't see. But Redman, you can see (laughs) Umbra just slashing into into this mind flare with her two short swords. Next up, it is Ahoy, who can redo his intelligence saving throw. A natural 20.
1: You're good to go. I immediately turn around towards CD8 and
0: just be like, no, what's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Can I pick CD8 up and run away on my next turn?
0: Yeah, on your know, next turn, exactly. Next up, Hedwig can re-roll her saving Let's throw. Let's see.
3: It moved from a 20 to a 2. Oh, oh
0: that's unfortunate so you're yeah.
2: still stunned
3: yep
0: red man it's your turn
2: taking advantage of umbra's surprise attacks i leap forward and jam my blade the shish kebab right up its jaw right through its brain mm-hmm. at least that's the intent <laughs> and i got 10 plus 6 wow yeah
0: it's very close but you hit
2: okay and that is a total of 6 damage and then i'm going to channel firebolt through my blade an attempt to blow its head up. You might be able to do it. Let's see. Uh, 14 plus 8, that's
0: 22. Uh-huh. Ooh, 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 my. <laughs> he takes 22 fire damage. <laughs> <laughs> you needed 8. So you do blast off its head. You don't only blast, you charge. It's like not, it's gone. It's gone. Good. The thing- calamari. <laughs> There's no calamari for dinner. It. It's just gone. So the headless corpse just slumps down to the floor the pale mind flayer also slu- is dead on the ground and yeah you have finished off this mind flare do you want to investigate anything before you go through the uh, third chest
2: yeah i'm gonna check out the mind flayer's robes and see if he's got anything on his person mm-hmm.
1: i need to give cd8 the potion of healing before i do anything
0: because it does 2d4 plus 2 i think the mind flare's the the purple one has this this very interesting sword that you might want to bag and check out later, the Mind Blade, uh, but it doesn't have anything on it. Please roll an investigation check. We're still playing D&D. This is a role-based game. I got 15 on investigation. You find you find like uh, some sort of... That seems to be an insignia of some sort.
1: I'm interested in the sword.
0: Can I take it? <laughs> you can fight with the red man. You can yeah. discuss who's going to take it. Do you want to do that now or... Now we'll do it later. Let's see what have you going to do. Okay.
3: The purple mind flayer is dead, but basically in whole condition. Mm-hmm. She walks over to the purple mind flayer. She looks at Ahoy if he's close by and says, you might want to stand back. Sorry for what I'm about to do. And she takes her hammer and smashes his head in.
0: Damn. <laughs> Didn't see that coming.
3: <laughs> yeah, I figured most people wouldn't. But their greatest wish is to have their brains saved and fed to the elder brain. I will not allow that to happen.
1: Oh, I thought she was just angry for making her run.
3: <laughs> <laughs> she's not as intelligent or as learned, I guess, as the Red Man. But as someone who has studied, she's heard horror stories of mind players and the way that they go after people to steal their brains. And she doesn't want to contribute to the feeding Of the elder brain to make it even stronger.
0: The elder brain is bad news for sure. Very.
3: I know that's gross, but if you ever get a chance to destroy the brain of a mind flayer, you should.
0: I kind of just did it instinctually.
2: Maybe I'm their
0: (laughs) mortal enemy. So, do you guys want to? You want to look at the mind blade for a second, or? Yeah,
2: sure. Because the only melee weapon I have is my shish kebab, which is a normal, non-magical. You You can have it, red man. It's okay. Well, let's see what it does first. It might suit your class better.
0: All right. Please uh, roll uh roll an arcana check. Arcana plus eight 15, fifteen twenty-three. Okay, cool. I'm just gonna read you the description of Mindblade. It is a rare weapon. Mm-hmm. Mind flares can turn any non-magical sword into a mind blade. Only one creature can attune to it. Either a specific mind flare or one of it's thralls. In the hands of any other creature, the mi- Mind Blade functions as, no- as a normal sword of its kind. In the hand of its intended wheeler, the Mind Blade is a magic weapon that deals an extra 2d6 two th- two psychic damage to any target it hits. So, unfortunately, hmm. it's useless. It is kind of useless, yeah. I mean, it's not useless. This could still be like a scimitar, basically, like a d6. But it's not, that would maybe be helpful to Ahoy, whose best melee weapon is a Quarter staff. But it doesn't do the extra damage. I have an idea.
2: I go over, <laughs> I chop the mind player's hand off. And I put it around I put it around the hilt of the blade and I grab like I'm holding his hand my hand on top of its hand. Like we're spoon hand spooning the sword. And I try swing around and see if it works.
0: It doesn't. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I had the idea, but unfortunately, it doesn't. This is unfortunate. I was—I I so wish I could do yes, and, and also bad.
3: how gruesome would that be? I' just like to forever have this rotting mind flayer.
2: True, 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 All right, new idea. I'm going to scoop up a few vials of the mind flayer's blood and dip the hilt of the blade in its blood and see if that activates the power on it.
0: <laughs> uh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> The thing is, it has a psychic link to it, the sword. Oh, by the way, ahoy, this is Mevra. Mevra, ahoy. Yeah, I was I wondering who before, this dragon but person now. is. With she's you. Bigger.
2: She went through a bit of a growth spurt.
1: Oh,
2: good for her. You do notice she has the the code of friendship on.
0: Yeah, she does She does have the code of friendship on. And she looks at the blade and looks solemnly at you and says, I can, I can tell that this blade has been used to do evil. I will now try to use it to make good.
3: Hedwig returns with a nod. And I think I'll do uh, my last fourth level spell and do mass healing word on everyone again. So that's going to be 2d4 plus 4, I think. That's only 5 plus 4, but it's better than nothing. So we each have 9 extra HP.
2: I'm back to full. Thank you.
3: And then I'll do an invest Mm -hmm. 19 plus 8. Oh, your
0: investigation is as good as mine. That's awesome. Hedwig somehow unlocks the chest. And you find a bunch of stuff in this. This seems to be Harrell's personal belongings. So you find clothes and other personal stuff. You find another coin pouch, this one with 200 gold pieces. Mm-hmm. And please keep track of your money. <laughs> you find a few crystals and gems. Hedwig, please roll a d6. Five. Okay, you f- find a small sack filled with some some dust. Whoever wants to can make an arcana or investigation check. 12. This is reincarnation dust.
2: <laughs> reincarnation dust. Yes.
0: When you when this is sprinkled on a dead humanoid or a dead or a piece of a dead humanoid, the dust is absorbed by the remains. If willing, the dead creature returns to life with a new body as if the reincarnate spell has been cast on the remains. Wow.
2: Holy bajoli. What
0: on earth was she doing with this stuff? You also find a badge of the assembly of the Water Davian Republic, which for you, Hedwig, you count you have been living in Waterdeep. Obviously you have heard oh, that Waterdeep has become a republic now, so you assume that this is now the new functioning body. That doesn't that doesn't mean anything to you, but obviously things have changed since you've been away.
3: Okay. Okay.
0: Wow. It is basically equivalent to the rank of Sergeant of the City Watch of Waterdeep. Interesting. And if you want to, you can do an intelligence check on the crystals and gems.
3: The crystals and gems, do they count as rocks?
0: No. What? Of course they do.
3: I rolled two threes. Okay. Well then.
0: It's difficult to appraise the value and you have no idea where they came from.
3: I'll hold on to them. Ask a specialist later.
0: And that is basically all you find in this cave.
1: Wait, hold on. So in the chest, remind me again, there's this reincarnation powder.
0: Reincarnation powder, a badge of the assembly of the Water Davian Republic. There's crystals and gems that you don't know shit about. Um, a coin pouch with 200 gold pieces and some personal belongings of Harel, Which include... It's just nothing. It doesn't close.
1: Cl- cl- yeah, you can give the clothes to Mevra. <laughs>
0: Mm. Uh, why don't you ahoy roll a d20 nine so yeah they fit Mavra and she she returns uh, the code of friendship to you saying I'm very grateful that you passed this on to me but I think our friendship does not need a code the code of friendship
2: will make many more alliances in the should we
0: like at the bottom of the
1: code hang the tentacles of the mind flares so, so
0: walk and they're gonna rot I mean you can do that but... Nah. Rest of digitation only goes so far. <laughs> Can't save we have everything. the rest. Okay, cool. I mean, I know your cloak
2: is made from the skin of your defeated enemies, but the code of friendship is a thing. Of oh, I always love. forget that. <laughs> it's so weird.
3: I totally forgot about it too because I saw the artwork and I was like, "Oh, that's really cool. That's cute." And I and then I re- listened to the first episode. I was like, "Oh."
0: i forgot Uh, nobody's ever mentioned it everybody's cool with it but oh my god he's wearing a bunch of dead rabbits (laughs) um
1: question about the reincarnation powder is that a thing in DD? reincarnation yes yeah
0: there's a spell called reincarnate
2: yeah
1: there's a table you get to roll and you will end up
2: as a random race you're the same person, same class, but you have a random race now.
0: So
1: I assume this powder is really rare. Yes. Do you, any ideas where she would get it from, or like?
0: I mean, you can buy it at. Uh, you, okay, you can, it's, it's a, a buyable thing.
1: Expensive. Yeah, I was wondering if it's like something that is, um, yeah, if you can just buy it in a store, or is it that something that's different?
0: Not necessarily at a store, but you can de- if you know a powerful magician or like a powerful yeah magic wielder who can make this for you. Got it. it ju- it's just very expensive. Yeah. Understood. So you could try to sell it if you wanted to.
3: Are you guys interested in being reincarnated should you die?
0: I mean, if it's that or be dead. I
1: mean, yeah, sure. Can we use it on CD8 potentially as well? <laughs> oh, <my laughs> God, yes.
0: Absolutely. We can definitely do that.
2: Um, he would come back as a... Although, does it work on beasts?
0: I'm going to say for CD8 it for would CD8. work. <laughs> because he CD8. Because is, he's is, he is not just any type of beast. He's not just like a beast in the wild he is, uh, is um, a hoy's buddy.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh my god, imagine a CDA comes back or <laughs> something. Else. That'd be great. Uh, like a Goliath or something.
3: <laughs>
2: the races that I could come back as are Dragonborn, Hill Dwarf, Mountain Dwarf, Dark Elf, High Elf, Wood Elf, Forest Gnome, Rock Gnome, Half Elf, Half Orc, Halfling, Stout Halfling, Human,
0: or Tifling. <sighs> The irony if he comes back as a human. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, honestly, I, as, when I came up with this, I was kind of hoping you, you'd you have to use it on Ahoy, and then Ahoy would come back as a human. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> but yeah, so you have a bunch of new items. I hope you've written those things down. Um, a- Alex? <laughs> <laughs>
3: the, the stuff I just got.
1: So, I mean, I guess maybe I think I owe you guys an explanation for this dead woman on the ground yeah so she was killed by a mind flare that we were able to scare away who then came back or i don't know if she came back the same one or called two more to show up uh, and these are the ones that we killed together in her belongings in the first two chests and in her diary i found a lot of information that includes these two parchment papers it turns out that the jabari and the Alithid were working together our two organizations it seems like working together to Trade humanoids for subdued beasts. These are the parchment papers if you want to take a look. I look
2: through them. I take out a pair of spectacles put them on my nose and like rouse through it. ha haha, okay. Ooh. 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 Oh, hmm. Oh. Hmm. Do I recognize the insignia at the bottom, the one with the upside down eagle? You don't.
1: Hmm. don't recognize any of this. That's my turn to say that. The Jabari is the organization that I've been hunting for many years. They are the organization that Jinx was a part of, of the Red Blade slavers. And it seems like this lady, what was her name again, Chris? Harrell. <laughs> Harrell was uh, a member of the organization and had, at la- and according to her diary, has decided to change, had a change of heart and wanted to move on in a different direction before her untimely demise. Are those her
2: chests over there?
1: Yes, we already looked through them.
2: What was in the other two?
1: The parchment papers that I mentioned. The other one, would there nothing. was nothing in it. I go and check
0: the empty one. Please roll an investigation check.
1: Why would you lock a chest if there's nothing in it? Mm.
2: 17 plus investigation is 8, so 25.
0: There is nothing in them. There's no secret compartments. It's just empty.
2: All right, I'll make an arcana check just to make sure there's nothing magically... Hidden inside or under. Arcana is seven plus eight
0: fifteen. No, but with the really good investigation check and this pretty good Arcana check, I would say that there was something supposed to be stored on this.
1: It seems like, according to her diary, she was sent to meet someone important for negotiations here in Waterdeep. Is that right,
0: Chris? Am I remembering correctly? Uh no. First nope. this is never winter, not Waterdeep. Nope, this is not Waterdeep. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> she was working in Waterdeep, but ah, uh, uh, that's it. Yeah, she was traveling to Neverwinter to do negotiations with the Mindflayers.
1: So I don't know where the trail leads from here. So uh, it seems to lead to Waterdeep to some
2: laboratory with some weird experiments in it. Something that the Illithids want. I think we should go take a look. Maybe. What do you guys think? Uh, sounds like a lot of fun. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, oh, it's uh, terrible, terrible. We need to uh, save lives.
3: Since I have met you, I have taken more lives than I have in any time previously. I'm having a hard time with it. I'm just having a hard time with.
2: It. To be fair, we haven't sought out any of these battles. They kind of happened to
3: us. But there are times that we take lives when we don't necessarily have to.
2: That is very fair.
3: I trust you, ahoy, that this group is as bad as you say. I'm all for trying to find some things out, but I do think. We need to get out of here and get some rest. Do we have any idea of what time it is? Because like there is that technically the uh, curfew, but I mean once the sun is up or
0: almost morning. Yeah. Because remember, you went to the performance, which was at sundown, which mm-hmm. started at sundown. What ha- was already all basically finished as it was rated. Then you went down into the uh, into the underdark, which already took you quite a long time. And then a lot of things happened in between. So that took you a few hours. So it's basically the next morning.
3: We can probably make our way up. And by the time we get topside, we'll, it'll probably be sun up. And we'll be able to get back to our lodging and get some rest there.
0: Okay. You all, it takes you a little bit, but you make your way out of the underdark. Finally, you finally see sunlight again, because as you come out, it is actually sunrise. So you only have to wait like a little while until you go to the city gate of Neverwinter and are let in. You make your way back to your lodgings. You're all desperate for some sleep. But there are things awaiting you, specifically Hedwig and Ahoy, mm-hmm. um, because there That is... means I could sleep, right? <laughs> uh, you might want to stick around for that because there is a letter for Hedwig. That was sent to her sister Lulu with a comment from her. It definitely is important for Hedwig. There is a letter for Ahoy, and also the Spider Network has gotten back to you. So what do you want to do first? You can read your letter, Hedwig, if you'd like, first.
3: Yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and I'll read my letter.
0: So this is addressed to Lulu, obviously. You recognize the handwriting as coming from your mother. Mm Mm-hmm. The note from your sister says, "You know, obviously, read this uh, as soon as you can, and get get back to me as soon as you can." And the letter says, "Dearest Lulu, I'm afraid this letter bears ill news. Your father has fallen sick again, and his health is deteriorating quickly. The healers, those few who were not deterred by treating an infested patient, only utter grim predictions. If any, I fear for the worst. Please come home quickly if you can." Any day, any hour might count, and I know it would make your father very happy to see you again. Love, Mum. P.S. I will send word to Waterdeep, but I doubt I will have any luck with it to reach Hedwig. Have you heard from her yet?
3: Uh, I guess I look up, uh, because I didn't read that out loud. I look up at my companions and say, I have to go home.
1: Where's home again? (laughs)
3: it's not terribly far away it's everland it's um in the area ish i mean i don't know it's a few hundred miles away but a few hundred okay i thought it was a little bit closer than that
0: it is 545 miles away
3: okay okay it's quite far quite far
0: yeah so it would take you a little bit to travel there for sure Mm
3: -hmm. so i guess that's that's my news i wonder where my sister is i I was she's just working
0: okay so ahoy do you want to have the uh, news from the spider network or the letter first?
1: I'll, re- no, I'll you know, respect the spider's time and, and
0: <laughs> hear from them first. So you've asked three questions. You've asked them to inquire about three things. One is about the Princess Frina, whether, who is in the care of the Order of the Twilight outside of the city in a monastery of theirs. And you ask whether she is there voluntarily or whether she's basically held there. Um, and they tell you that she is definitely held there against her will. They try the people there try not to use excessive force to keep her there, but they but she is kind of trying to get out of there, which is difficult. Second, you asked to uh, go to go job hunting for Hedwig. Yes, and there is they they basically tell you if you ever need to make a quick buck, there is an underground fighting ring that you can use either unarmed or with. Melee weapons, but without spells or range weapons. Okay. Uh, The third thing is you asked about corruption in the guards, specifically the regent's guards. And they tell you that it's not necessarily that they're corrupt, but they're not necessarily just there to protect the regent. There's always a contingent of them going around the city and throwing people into jail. And the spiders don't can't really tell whether that's for good reason or not. They are a a presence in the city and not a popular one.
1: Cool. I'll you know tell this to my compatriots that the I, I've gotten news that Princess Frina? yes, question mark, was uh has is is being held against her will. Uh, we were told that she was happily. What were we told by?
0: you were just told that there is, that she because she was infested she was in care with the order of the twilight rather not with the order of the twilight as an institution just under the care of one of their uh priests yeah. outside of the city in a monastery got it
1: i'm going to withhold that fighting rank and <laughs> the other information that, that all seems kind of not that important but i'll if it comes up that we need it <laughs> So I, I, I've been told that the princess has been, is is being held against her will. I think your sister is misinformed.
3: She had been told that this is was the case, but she she was suspicious.
1: Got it. Well, I have confirmation of that news.
3: Okay, that's good to know.
1: You can let your sister know this seems like internal affairs of Neverwinter. I don't think we should get directly involved, but...
2: We could go rescue the princess.
1: We could go rescue. I know you would love to do that.
2: It would be pretty fun. Political intrigue. What is it that you need to go home for, Hedwig?
3: My father may be dying.
2: Oh, shit. I'm very sorry.
3: But I know that we have pressing things that we were intending to do before I got this news.
2: I mean, this is
0: pretty
3: important. Yes, so I need to go. It's unfortunately, it's non-negotiable. I need to go to my father.
0: At this point, I would like to point out that there's still a letter for Ahoy.
3: Yes. Oh, so there's another. Uh, yes, I, haven't, I haven't opened that oh.
0: yet. I, I'm being very subtle right now. Yeah, right. I love it. It is signed with P, with, and you recognize the handwriting as your friend Piri, the uh, halfling ranger. She writes, I've traveled east into the Evermoors with my allies Sova and Vanir, to investigate a possible resurgence of trolls in this area when I got a call for help from a potential ally who is very influential and would be a great support for our cause. Tensions between High Elves and Dwarves have risen to open hostility and warfare must be avoided. There can be no spark that ignites Silvery Moon, Avaland or any other settlement in the Silver Marches. However, I have good news as well. After years of silence, word has reached me from Mordrak about a group of, on the rise. Once they are established, they will be a force to be reckoned with, and their leadership shares common goals with us and a common enemy with you specifically. I dare not say more in this, in case this letter is intercepted. If you can, make your way east and meet me in Silvery Moon. It would be most helpful if you could take the route through the Evermores and investigate there instead of me.
1: I mean, well, now we have two directions, potentially towards, net, north, towards what was the place, Waterdeep? Or east?
0: So, uh, so, uh South of you is Waterdeep, east of you is Everland, and the Silver Marches. So
3: we're going in the same
1: direction, then. Yeah, I guess. We might have to split up somewhere on the way. Yeah. If you're going to a restaurant. Hey, hey, can I come with you guys? You're always welcome. Sweet.
2: Unless you want to go save a princess. I mean, isn't the princess to the east as well?
0: No, she's just right outside of Neverwinter.
2: Oh, I can pop and see her on the way. You can save her on the way. What is our mode of transportation? Teleportation fields are not working, but we could get a horse and cart. We could hire a ship. Yeah, could we go south by ship?
0: Probably it'd be pretty fast. No, you can't because Neverwinter and Waterdeep are not on good terms right now. So there is not really a direct route between them. So we'd have to go over
2: land. So we could either get horses, find someone who could teleport us or walk. Also, we could check out the place where the circus was being held because now that the circus people are all either dead or fled, they probably left a bunch of stuff like carts or pack animals and stuff behind.
3: Why are a bunch of the people of the circus dead?
0: I
2: mean, not dead. I mean, we killed Jinx. <laughs> Umbra's still with us, I guess. Is Umbra
0: here hanging out with us? I mean, I, no, actually, yeah, we kind of glanced over that. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, <laughs> well, because that's,
3: have... that's also the other thing is like Umbra and then...
0: And Mavra. Well, Mavra. Mavra is coming with you for now. Okay. But but the 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 deal was that she would lead you, uh, you topside, which you did in breakneck speed, mm-hmm. um, and that you would be able to point her... Towards people who could help her make her way onto, uh, you know, in her new life on top side. But as soon as you got there, she basically just asked about a a temple of Bahamut, which I think you could just point her to.
3: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That would be the best place to send her.
0: Cool. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So Mavra has has already already said her goodbyes and thanked you profusely for helping her. Mm-hmm. Um, Umbra split with you as you were leaving the Underdark because she said she's gonna lay low for a little while and just keep exploring the the you know the Underdark. Cool. I know the pain
1: of losing family, and I would love you. I would hate to keep you away from the last moments with your father. So let's all go east since we have information. and We'll go as fast as we can we have to somehow get transportation i like the suggestion that the princess might give us horses if we save her we can also you know rummage through the circus which i doubt will be very fruitful um if you're going east uh hedwig isn't your sister going east as well how is she getting there can we travel together with her so we can get there faster
3: she might have resources as well being part of the city guard that they'd be willing to I, I have no idea they might have horses in a carriage she could use who knows
1: alright let's just do that we can just talk to your sister deal with Piri's stuff out east as well as you go mourn with your family um, but we'll all travel at least
0: in the same direction sounds good maybe you're gonna investigate a circus maybe you're gonna rescue a princess but you're definitely gonna go east if our dear dear listeners have uh, also very much enjoyed listening to this episode Alex, what is the best way people can support the show?
3: Please give us a five-star rating on Spotify, Overcast, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.
0: And if you want to get in touch for whatever reason, I don't know, there are plenty of good reasons and weird reasons to get in touch with us. Adam, what's the best way our dear, dear listeners can do that?
2: Check out surlyhook.com.